All right. Terrific. Welcome, everyone, to today's very special episode of the LeedsCon podcast. I'm Ian McRae, uh, and I lead editorial efforts here, uh, including uh, putting together the agenda uh, and our speaking faculty for LeedsCon. Uh, but before we get to today's guest, I do want to give everyone a quick uh, reminder. We're just one month out. Uh, from uh, LeedsCon. It's that point in the calendar. Uh, the industry's biggest event is right around the corner, uh, where it's shaping up to be our biggest year uh, yet. Uh, at the MGM Grant takes place uh, March 13th through the 15th. Uh, make sure you get there, get uh, registered today. Uh, book your uh, your flights. The hotels are booking up quick. I know the MGM Grand, our room block is already sold out. Uh, but there's still time to register, uh, so make sure that you don't miss, miss out. But uh, as I said today, uh, we're thrilled to be joined by one of the many industry experts uh, who you'll get to hear from next month, uh, and a true survivor in more ways than one. Uh, Dan Susky is the Chief Marketing Technology Officer at TurboDebt, uh, which is a debt relief, consolidation, and consulting services firm. He's also a survivor of a harrowing marlin uh, fishing expedition that went awry off the coast of St. Saint, uh, Lucia in the Caribbean. Uh, but first, Dan, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Great. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to start here because it is it's, it's an interesting time. Uh, it's it's great having somebody from from your industry uh, on board, uh, and we're really excited to hear what you have to say in Vegas next month. It's a it's a very interesting time for uh, economic indicators as as a whole. Uh, so leaders of some of the larger U.S. financial institutions are saying that now there's a potential they could they could envision a soft landing uh, for the U.S. economy, and that's great. Uh, and we're seeing inflation cooling. Also good news. Uh, but the U.S. credit card borrowing rates have never been higher uh, as uh, uh, debt limits uh, uh, per family uh, are being uh, pushed to to new balances. Uh, those balances are uh, uh, rising and so are, of course, uh, delinquencies. Uh, so, Dan, if you could uh, uh, give us a little bit of color and talk about this moment in time uh, for the debt relief and consulting market right now. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a soft landing would be great. I think we're all kind of hoping for that versus any, you know, deeper recession. Um, but I think, you know, in, in our industry in particular, you know, we're focused primarily on unsecured debt and credit card debt specifically. And yeah, the rising balances, the writing is on the wall when it comes to that. Um, I think people are feeling the pinch of, you know, higher interest rates, uh, higher costs with consumer goods. So it's a little bit of a perfect storm. And, um, you know, kind of what we're seeing is lower cost per acquisition across the board. And there's a number of factors there. Um, and I, you know, higher conversion rates on the back end. And I think that ultimately is a signal to us that there are more consumers with, you know, mounting credit card debt who are starting to say, okay, I need help here. Um, and, you know, we're in a good position to do that and help, you know, customers settle their credit card debt and other unsecured debts. But, um, you know, I think that's, you know, really what we're seeing in the industry. And, yeah. you know, as it, you know, continues to grow, I think we'll just see some organic growth in our, our vertical um, over the next, you know, two years. Um, absolutely. Uh, when the market does uh, behave like this and, and things uh, shift in your favor, uh, this is kind of a two-part question, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, 
what is you know what does that really do for your internal uh, lead generation capabilities if your conversion rate and your your cost per acquisition uh, cost per acquisition uh, is going down and your conversion rates are going up. What does that really do to your lead gen strategy? How do you shift uh, those uh, those parameters? Uh, and then I, I guess my second uh, question is, with the conditions so favorable, uh, do you see a flood of new uh, competitors in the market trying to take advantage of uh, this moment in time? Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll tackle that second part first. I, you know, there is, I think this is a, a vertical. It's interesting because I went to two conferences specifically for the debt vertical uh, in the fall and CDRI and AFCC. And what was really fascinating to me as those are my first for the industry uh, that I'd been to was to see so many small young companies and entrepreneurs in the space who are, who are getting in, they see an opportunity and you know they're looking to companies like us who have kind of paved the paved the way for you know I don't want to call it like a non traditional approach, but we do things differently from you know the our competitors in the space, the, the big you know the NDRs, the the freedoms, um, et cetera. And yeah, so I do see a lot happening there. I see some smart people doing stuff with SEO and earned media, which is really cool. So you know the vertical is getting attention. Um, and people are seeing the opportunity. And I think, you know, maybe we're getting some people from the personal loan space that was, you know, maybe took a little bit of a dip um, and they're coming over to the debt vertical, you know, they're kind of closely related. Um, and then for that first part, you know, what do we do differently? It's, I, I short answer is, you know, really, I, I wouldn't say anything necessarily. Um, you know, we're always focused on optimization. And so for us, when we see things like, you know, lower CPA or higher converting conversion rate, um, you know, that just means that we're doing more with less and we get to spend more money. Um, and so for us, that just means more volume. And then we hire, you know, a new class of sales, uh, agents and so on and so forth. And that's just kind of, we just sort of roll with that, I guess. Um, nothing comes to mind that we're doing, you know, specifically regarding, you know, lower CPA or higher conversion rate. They're just things we love to see. Um, but we never stop optimizing and trying to do better and better for any of those uh, KPIs for sure. Absolutely. So just that, just that general kind of scaling up that comes, uh, comes with the cycle, uh, but strategy uh, and optimization reminds, uh, or sorry, remains the, uh, that focus. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, at this year's Leads Comp program, you're going to be uh, speaking a little bit about on on the panel discussion as part of that panel discussion around how to bet, uh, best get an accurate assessment uh, of your lead gen capabilities. Uh, so from where you sit, uh, what do you think TurboDebt does very well in terms of lead generation? Yeah, I think one thing that we do really, really well Um and actually, it's something that I think, you know, if we went into other verticals, we would see the same thing is we're very good at converting low intent traffic into high converting leads um, through various internal tools and optimizations with our funnel um, and our media mix and 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 our approach to, to buying media. Um, and now kind of, you know, earned media is a big push for us internally. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think that that's, you know, one thing you know, that's part and parcel with what I think, you know, an approach that we take that's just a little bit different, like I, you know, alluded to earlier, when compared to some of our, our larger competitors, and, you know, in a way, 
we seek a, a little bit of blue ocean when it comes to, you know, buying media, we think a little bit outside the box and, hey, you know, can we get a different type of lead from a different media source and what can we do with that? And so we continually test new ideas and new media sources. Um, you know, we don't have a specific budget earmarked, but I think that kind of experimental approach is uh, definitely um, a strong suit of ours. And yeah. then, you know, kind of driving that as just our team and yeah. and how we work and our experience in the performance marketing space. Uh, you know, we just, you know, we know what it means to drive traffic, to monetize, to monetize down sales and et cetera. And we're just, you know, quick and nimble when it comes to all that. Excellent. What, uh, uh, in in terms of specific, can you can you elaborate on some of those uh, any of those tools that you might uh, use to help uh, convert those lower inter- that lower intent uh, traffic that you get? It's a uh, <laughs> that's our secret sauce. Okay, all right, yeah, we'll stop there. Um, we'll stop there. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I just yeah, I don't want to necessarily elaborate on those. No, that's uh, that that's fine. Yeah, uh, I I I think you know uh, uh, some of the uh, some of the testing and to create a sandbox, particularly in a moment of strength uh, for the market right now, is uh, is a very smart idea. Uh, having that kind of innovative sandbox allowing you to kind of play uh, and figure out what's working and and pull those levers. Uh, that's that's terrific. That's that's great that you guys uh, uh, have that opportunity. Um, now, looking at uh, opportunities uh, uh, in terms of growth, where do you think those lie uh, ahead for Turbo Debt? As you're looking uh, toward the current market conditions, it's always uh, very tough anticipating anything, uh, particularly in this market. Uh, but what do you see for the rest of 2023 and then looking ahead for 2024? Uh, what are the opportunities and where might your priorities be, those that you might be able to talk to? Got it. Yeah, I think the... You know, one of the biggest ones that's a push for us right now internally in a project that I'm working on with a coworker is first-party data management and monetization. Yeah, and I think this is a thing that is easy to to take for granted. And I see a lot of I see some companies do it really, really well, and I see some companies that you would think would do it really well, and they're just not. Um, and ultimately, for us, what that means is when we're smart with our data, we get to do, you know, more with less. We talked about earlier, just, you know, the market conditions for our vertical are such that we get to do that just organically. And but we know it's cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see, you know, really getting ahead of the data thing and really managing that as a big opportunity for us. Um, you know, just like small example, all, all media sources and all leads are not created equal. Yeah. And, you know, the, the costs that are associated with that. And so, you know, digging into literally every single cost that is associated with getting a lead over the finish line to an enrollment. And what does that mean, um, you know, for each source is is huge. And yeah. it's one of those things that I think is, is fairly well, you know, you know, overlooked. Um, and that's a big opportunity for us. Um, kind of more generally, I don't, you know, want to jump on the AI bandwagon, but... I've been playing with, you know, uh, GPT-3 tax and code completion for like the better part of a year. And it's really, there's a lot of amazing stuff you can do with it. It's not perfect, but I do think we're going to see a lot of uh, interesting products pop up in the space, especially when it comes to, you know, like engaging consumers um, and, and, you know, having kind of like a mechanical arm, you know, a sales augmentation tool in a way. Um, yeah. with no added overhead uh, is exciting. And, you know, I think 
we'll see that whole new Bing experience is really fascinating to me too. And initially I, I thought, oh man, you know, what's going to happen to SEO and SEM and pay search. And, and, you know, I think, look, they're going to figure that out. They're not going to give away their, their dollars and, and lower their revenue per visitor. Um, but I do think that will change the, you know, that landscape a little bit, which will be fascinating as it becomes a little bit more of almost like a recommendation engine than a search engine. Uh, yeah. If that is indeed the path we go down versus, you know, hey, Microsoft could have just been putting this out there as a PR thing, jumping on the chat GPT, you know, media splash. Um, but yeah, there's that. Um, and is. then, I... yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's a uh, it's a fascinating time for that uh, for that technology. The uh, forecasting, yeah, how you know how it's going to play out in terms of search is uh, it's a it, yeah. It, I mean, it, it it's definitely going to be groundbreaking and and ch uh, 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 changing, but it's it's just too early to to try to determine uh, the impact on specific lines of business. But it's going to be yeah. yeah revolutionary, truly. Yeah, it's really it's really fascinating stuff. The first time I I, I used GPT three doing some text completion, I thought, oh man, this is it's like game over for content yeah. production, right? Yes, um, yes. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, very uh, very interesting to uh, to watch, but. Um, if you don't mind, I uh, just want to quickly uh, sh uh, shift gears. As I mentioned in today's uh, intro, uh, you and your sister, Katie, uh, are survivors of a 2013 Marlin fishing expedition uh, that certainly didn't go to plan. Uh, you are on what was supposed to be an all-day fishing uh, trip out of St. Lucia, but four hours into the journey, uh, the vessel experienced engine failure uh, and started to take on water, uh, but with incredible determination uh, and fortitude. You and your sister uh, swam 14 hours uh, to safety. Uh, now, I know that is a very different experience uh, uh, than than what you face in your professional life. Uh, but can can you talk to any kind of long, uh, long lasting uh, lessons uh, or, or even just kind of uh, uh, how it may have uh, built up some of your moral fabric uh, or your, or your really uh, uh, fortitude, uh, in in terms of both your personal and professional life, uh, that experience. Yeah, I, I think you know, there's there's a lot, of course, um, but there are you know a couple major ones that I really see playing a part in both personal and professional. Um, you know, the first one is don't give up. I, that is, you know, that's an obvious one, right? Um, almost cliche, but it, you know, I think what happens a lot in, and I, I'm guilty of this too in my work life as well as, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, for most of my career, it's it's easy to, to go down a path and start working on a product and get to a certain point and just throw your hands up and say, hey, I feel like I'm banging my head against a wall and I'm just not getting the results I want. And I think, there's a lot, it's easy to fall victim to that and to not continue. And so when you push past those points where you think you can't anymore, or you, you're not getting what you want or what, you know, what's desired. And it's, it's when you push past those that you actually get to, you know, the result that you need that you're looking for. Um, and it could be, it mean that it is a success and it could mean that it's not success, right? Failure is part of being an entrepreneur and being in business. And, you know, how do you learn from that? But it's, you know, don't give up until you get there, until you're really, truly satisfied. And that's, a you know, one thing that I think has has stuck with me over the years. Um, you know, another is is just mindfulness in general. Um, I, I feel like every month I say I'm going to start meditating and, and it, it never really seems to take. But 
Um, you know, for me, endurance athletics are, you know, my meditation period. And, you know, after St. Lucia coming back from that experience and being, you know, like we landed in New York City and kind of, or actually we landed initially in Miami, just being thrust back into, you know, from this, you know, quiet part of a Caribbean island after an experience like that to being in a big city, you know, loud airport. Um, you know, I, I found that for, you know, several months, if not, you know, a year plus after that, mindfulness just came naturally of everything that I was doing on a daily basis. Um, simply just enjoying a meal or a coffee in a way that is so easy to take for granted, you know, when you're rushing to get out the door and, and do something in the morning. And, you know, that spills over for me into my professional life and that on a fairly regular basis, I, you know, and trying to do this weekly, right. Take a step back. Um, and, you know, what am I working on? Like the who, what, where, why, you know, when and how of what it is. And I think, that has, you know, brought on a bit of a shift over the past several years from, you know, focused on maybe more like quantitative uh, outcomes to more qualitative, mm -hmm. um, you know, not what's our exit goal or what's our revenue goal. Of course we have those, but you know, you know, who's on the team, what's our team, how are we learning, how are we growing individually, collectively, you know, while we're crushing traffic and, you know, smashing our goals right yes um yes and so that's a big one and then you know i guess to that end like you know one last thing and you know sometimes i'll say this feels like one plus one equals four and you know that just comes down to teamwork and for the first i don't know how many years but better part of a decade you know i was a solo entrepreneur and business owner you know running a legion business and just you know came to learn how to rely on myself and and got not stuck in a rut in that regard, but it was just very comfortable with that. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I don't believe that I would have made it out of the water without my sister and teamwork, yeah. you know, that we had, you know, it's different because we're family different from professional relationships, but yeah. you know, that just made it crystal clear that, you know, teamwork uh, adds a multiplier and working well together adds a multiplier. So, you know, you're one. Absolutely. You say, uh, you say, and, and, and I know your sister from, uh, from reading about it, that your, uh, your sister, uh, was, uh, was critical and both of you were critical. Um, uh, you know, it, it was that team, uh, uh, you, you needed one another to, uh, to survive that, uh, that journey. Uh, what are some of the, uh, the admirable qualities that your sister had that you, that you, that kind of stick to itness, I guess, uh, how do you think that skill uh the can you talk a little bit to the importance of having a partner with you in business uh whether it's uh you know uh, uh you know one of uh, uh somebody on your team uh or or somebody else from within uh turbo debt um are there are there qualities uh of that kind of partnership that, that you look for uh that can make kind of pushing through uh and having having that perseverance um uh, uh kind of optimized yeah, I think, you know, trust is paramount. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you if you can't start from a place of trust, I, I think it's, it would you know, it's challenging in, in the business world to, you know, to actually build something together. You, you will not, there's no chance you'll be as successful as you would be if you were working with somebody who you do trust implicitly. And of course, you know, as, as, as family, as my sister, I did that and, you know, do trust her. I, 
always possible you could have a family member that you don't trust right yeah um but it you know that's there and i think that that that's key um and then you know i guess another one is just kind of flexibility uh not sure i'm trying to figure out a better way to describe this but just um you know the ability or let's call it uh adaptability maybe yes uh yeah the ability to to take you know what's coming at you and you know you hit a roadblock and okay you can throw up your hands and be done or you know to our, my earlier point you know you figure out a solution and you know that that problem solving approach to whatever problem you're tackling in the moment is is also critical and so i certainly look for that in people that i work with not oh man you know facebook really um you know, took a hit this weekend because Super Bowl and we've got, you know, Valentine's Day, but okay, so what's our solution? Yes. Um, and just yeah. immediately going to that space uh, versus focusing on, well, you know, our numbers are a little bit down, volumes off, you know, costs are a little high. Um, let's blame the sales team, you know, <laughs> none of that stuff. It's forward, I guess, is is what you're at the end of the day. And that's what you and your sister did is you move forward. You moved, you mm -hmm. know, you moved toward, uh, toward the coast, toward land. Uh, and that's that's ultimately it, it is easy to get lost out there, I think, um, when you're facing a variety, uh, a variety of issues um, in the industry and you get hung up in the weeds and you forget that the main objective is moving, moving forward. Yeah, ab absolutely. Uh, yeah, this, it, oh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, please. I was going to. Just piggyback on that, you know, the, the, you know, the end goal, I think there needs to be alignment there as well. Yeah. If you're not on the same page in terms of what's our goal, then, you know, you're not going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we're looking forward to uh, uh, this year's program in Vegas. It's right around the corner. Uh, I just, uh, two more questions left specifically about that. What is, is there one thing really that you're looking forward to at LeedsCon? Is there, is there anything in particular that you're looking to get out of this year's program? Yeah. So being in a highly regulated industry, which is yeah. a, a bit new for me, um, you know, previous verticals I've worked in were less, less regulated. I, you know, I've worked in the credit card space as well, and that's yeah. fairly well regulated, but uh, all of the, you know, as a regulatory landscape is changing like continually, whether it's for privacy or security, um, you know, there, it can be, it can, you know, bring some headaches. And I think I love seeing new products and new approaches to managing that shifting landscape and the tools that can make light work of, you know, what ultimately is ends up being, you know, really tedious systems and processes. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing to meet more companies and, and see what we can kind of, you know, leverage and, you know, new partnerships and, um, you know, if it's software or SaaS product, you know, getting that on board to help us out. Um, and then just as always, you know, new faces, old faces, LeedsCon, I've been going to LeedsCon off and on for, I don't know how many years at this point. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's always a great show, quality people. And so um, it's the one I look forward to most, uh, even though I hit some of the others. So. Excellent. Well, no, we, we, we love hearing that. And uh, I, I promise we didn't uh, to our uh, viewers. I, we didn't coach Dan on that response. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do want to, uh, I do want to ask with that said, uh, 
I, I know, you know, now that people know you're going to be looking for uh, compliance solutions, where are they going to find you? We have our Havana Nights pool party on Monday, late afternoon. Uh, everyone has to come out early and check that out, uh, kick things off properly with us. Uh, but where will the attendees and those compliance uh, uh, solutions folks, where are they going to find you at the pool party, Dan? Are you going to be hanging out in the cigar lounge, uh, busting your moves on the uh, sal uh, salsa moves on the dance floor, uh, or are you going to be trying to close the deal by the hot tub? Uh, closing the deal by the hot tub for sure. All right, there you go. Well, thank you once more, Dan. I want to express our gratitude for taking the time to join us today. We really can't hear, wait to hear more from you and all of our speakers joining us uh, next month. Once again, tickets are on sale now. Uh, do not wait to register. So we've had a record number of early registrations, including a lot, a lot this week. So we're really excited about this year's program. Until the next episode of the Leeds Com Podcast, this is Ian McRae. Enjoy your day.